This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This podcast on 97.3 The Fan is brought to you by Hamul Casino, San Diego's closest casino. Real close, real friendly, real fun. Haters set and ready. 0-2, swing and a miss! Freeman went after a slider in the dirt. And the ball game is over. The series is over. And the Padres have slayed the Dragon. They defeat the Dodgers in four games to advance to the National League Championship Series. They will play for the pennant beginning on Tuesday night here at home against the Phillies. One of the great weekends in San Diego sports history, and we welcome you in to Gwyn and Chris on the Monday following. Uh, good afternoon, everybody. Shortly after 2 o'clock, it is Chris Ello. It is Matt Scraby together in our Odyssey Palace studios here in San Diego. It is Tony Gwynn Jr. at Petco Park where the Padres pulled it off. They knocked out the heavily favored, one of the great teams in National League history, their rivals, their bitter rivals, the Los Angeles Dodgers, have been vanquished, and the Padres have moved on to the National League Championship Series. Tony Gwynn Jr., what a weekend it was, my friend. How sweet it is, right? Yeah. I mean, um, it, was, uh, it was epic, man. It really was. You, you forget, like, we just haven't had this many. We haven't had these kind of moments in this city very often. No, um, and they seem to come when nobody's really expecting it, and um, this is no different to me than the run in '98, obviously, which ended up getting to a World Series. But um, this team, um, this team, put it together at the right time. We talked about it a lot during the year, about week to week, about you know just the ebbs and flows of a season. And uh, these guys, as we've talked, they took some gut punches, man. So when it was time to put it all on the line, they were more than comfortable, it seemed like, in that series against the Dodgers. And this was just, to me, it was just the Padres outplayed the Dodgers. And and that's um, the first time all season in, in that span of games, uh, maybe maybe other than the last series of the year where the Padres played them pretty competitive, that was the first time they outplayed the Dodgers all year long, and they picked the perfect time to do it. So many magical moments this weekend, Tony, and uh, obviously you compare this to 1998. Uh, you have to. It's the last time the Padres made the National League Championship Series. But this is a little sweeter because they beat the Dodgers along the way. And I, I just, I mean, I feel great for the 26 guys in that locker room and, and the support staff of the Padres, but I feel a whole lot better for 
the longtime, lifelong Padre fans who have uh, had sand kicked in their face by the Los Angeles Dodgers and and really the city of Los Angeles. I mean, uh, I mean, th- th- look, maybe through no fault of its own, but L.A. took our basketball team, L.A. took our football team. The Dodgers have basically kept the Padres as second-class citizens for the last two or three decades, and to knock them off on the way to the National League Championship Series. You said how sweet it is. I think that's a perfect description. I, I was just so happy for so many people the other night. I looked over, sitting with the coach, John Contera. He had a tears running down his face after they knocked off that final out the other night. And I totally understood it, Tony. I mean, we've taken a lot of – we've taken it a lot from the L.A. Dodgers. And at least for one time, we can say we got over on them. Yeah, you know, I ran into Coach the other day, and he had tears in his eyes at at that point as well. <laughs> and um, I mean, yeah, it, for him, it it, bring, it brings up the it brings up for him it brings up like my pops and, and people he wish yeah he, that could be around to see it. Jerry, uh, be around to see some of this stuff. But you know, it, it it's just amazing because for so long. Yes, the Dodgers have been, um, as you said, they've kept us as second-class citizens in some ways, or at least made us feel that way. And um, and some of it was, you know, we just didn't have the the right people in place. I mean, you have now uh, an unbelievable owner in Peter Seidler. You have a, an age. You have a, a, a president of baseball operations slash GM and AJ Preller who. Um, it has not been afraid to roll the dice and go for it. And um, a lot of times, and much, and listen, I, I think about this a lot. Um, when the core changes a lot, right? It's tough to like build some type of identity with your with your club. But um, I think in year number two, with largely the same roster, right, coming in, they made some moves that changed a few pieces but largely the same guys have gotten to to know one another and gotten the chance to to really trust one another and you saw it on full display in that seventh inning um in that game where they in that closeout game where they batted around in eighth and we've seen them do it at different points in the season put up an explosive number but never in in that spot right there and that's to me was uh Part of the 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 most impressive part watching these dudes go out and play. They basically the bullpen's been so good. They basically made that a a, a six inning game, right? You had to the Dodgers had to put up some runs, enough runs in the first six, or it was going to be trouble because the back end has just been so dominant, and it was no different. The fans out here, I mean, it was they they didn't seem like anybody wanted to leave. Chris, they were here forever. Aren't they still there? Aren't they still there? Well, <laughs> there's a few stragglers still, yeah, still, still a few people still walking left. downtown right now. I'm telling you what, it was a magical scene Friday night after Game Three, and it was matched, and then some on Saturday night. And you talked about the heroes of the series, Tony. There's so many of them for the Padres. It would take us all show, and we'll take all show to talk about them. But I think it does start and end with the bullpen. 16 innings, they allowed just one run in the series. The one run they allowed was in the seventh inning on Saturday night and it gave the Dodgers a 3 nothing lead. And, you know, I, I don't know that people realize that when Tim Hill came in and struck out Max Muncy and stranded those two runners at second and third, 
those were the biggest two outs of that ball game in my mind on Saturday night, and they set the stage for the bottom of the seventh inning, which I think will be relived in the memories of San Diego fans forever. And as you said, Tony, it wasn't one moment in the bottom of the seventh inning. It was every single guy going to the plate and doing his job and being willing to pass the baton to the next guy. Jerkson Profar got a walk. Trent Grisham got a single. Austin Nola bounced a single to score a run. Hassan Kim bounced a double to score a run. Juan Soto singled. And then after Manny and Brandon Drury were unable to get those runs in, Jake Cronenworth, I'm telling you what, I I couldn't be happier for a guy with two outs to come up with the two-run single, two strikes against a tough, one of the toughest left-handers in baseball and Alex Vesia and uh, the magical hit for Jake. The Crone zone shined at the perfect moment to cap off that five-run rally. It was a beautiful thing. It It was such a beautiful stroke. Slider up, running away from him, and he just like, served it in the center field it was it was a beautiful piece of hitting by him and I mean how is I guess it's it it's it's part of the this storybook right because it seems like a lot of times in this year when the Padres needed a big hit Jay Cronenworth has provided it for him in some way some shape or form it was no different in the closeout game and you're right man uh bullpen was (laughs) and that's the pity that you said there's so many moments there's so many guys that helped but that was indicative of how they've been playing really this whole whole postseason. Even in the Mets series, it wasn't just one guy, right? Somebody different is seemingly coming up with a big hit or doing something to help the team. It may not even be a hit. It may be a sack, but it may be a stolen base. I mean, there's they've done everything how you would imagine a team that plays flawless baseball plays so far in this playoffs. Yeah, airless series for the Padres against the Dodgers, and uh, it's a magical win. I mean, obviously the Philadelphia Phillies still stand in the way of a World Series berth. We will talk plenty about the upcoming series between the Dodgers and the Phillies. But I mean, the pod, the Dodgers and the Phillies. That was a oh my that goodness, was a slip. <laughs> that was a slip. <laughs> The Pirates and the Philadelphia Phillies, of course, and it begins tomorrow night with game one. But I I, I had the Dodgers on my mind because I want to continue to talk about what it means to knock off the Dodgers and what the Padres had had to do in order to accomplish it. And the celebration Saturday, I think, started, Tony, in the eighth inning when the heavens opened up and the rains came and... You know, I mean, uh, just uh, that just seemed to add to the atmosphere of, you know, the drama and and the memory that everybody will have uh, singing in the rain and celebrating and the Dodgers being washed away. The big Dodger in the sky crying as it as their team was finally vanquished. And uh, it just added to it. And then on down into the clubhouse for the celebration Saturday night, which I think was was, you know, exciting. But still, you know, the Padres, they haven't let it all hang out yet. They know that there's still plenty of work to do. And I think anybody that's worried that, you know what, they just beat the Dodgers, now how are they going to get up for the Phillies? I think that all started on Saturday night after the game. I, I, I don't think to a guy there was a single guy that still isn't, wasn't enjoying themselves but not looking ahead as well. I mean, yeah, at this point, that kind of talk should be – that shouldn't even be in anybody's head at this point, no. right? I mean, you've already beat a 100-win team in the Mets that nobody thought you'd beat. Now you've beaten the Dodgers. Why would you now stop here? I mean, the goal is the World Series anyway. So um, the other thing is, thankfully, the the heavens opened up their 
in the eighth. At that point, everybody's a lot warmer than they would have been um, <laughs> third inning or so. That might have had a little different flair to it. But by that time, everybody's feeling good. They're nice and warm. So it was perfect. You're right. It did seem like it only it only enhanced things. They started playing jump around there after that inning, and it was like the whole building, from my point of view, the whole building was jumping around at the same exact time. It was pretty cool. It man. wasn't it just was, your point of view. It was my point was, of view too. Yeah, it, it was. It was. Point uh, of view. If you could see epic, the game. Man. If you could see the game, I mean, people were straining to get a look at that game. There were so many people that seemed to didn't have tickets or didn't have seats. It was standing were, room only. Yeah, it really was. I mean, uh, and I, I, I don't, I don't often compliment a front office uh, of a baseball team, Tony, because I think the guys on the field get it done. But the, whatever the Padres and Eric Gruppner did to make sure that there was really only Padre fans in that stadium on Friday and Saturday night. We have lived through so many Dodger games at Petco where it's been, you know, half blue in the crowd and you had to strain to find Dodger fans on Friday night and Saturday night. And the Padres organization, maybe they rubbed some people the wrong way who felt they wanted to go to that game and root for the Dodgers. Well, they definitely rubbed some people the wrong but way. But I'm sorry that they did because <laughs> it, it was a beautiful thing to see just Padre fans celebrating and totally unencumbered because there was really no retaliation from the L.A. Blue. Uh, yeah, I mean, what could they do? <laughs> you can't yeah. buy the, t- the tickets, you can't buy the tickets. So. It, it, it's just amazing how momentum works, especially in sports and especially in baseball because my friend was there. He bought his tickets. He spent a lot of money on his tickets, but he wanted to be there to see this happen. We're texting around, like, the top of the seventh inning. Man, this stinks. They have given nothing to the crowd to cheer about. And then all of a sudden the seventh inning happens, five run happens, and the entire place is on fire. Your friend was not lying. It was quiet in this it place. It was so quiet. Innings. It was so. Yeah. It was. It was like it was like nervous energy to yes. begin with before the sco- scores happened, and then as they scored, it really became nervous energy. But it was like being freed when that when they when the Padres tied it, um, and then when they took the lead, man, it was uh, it was pretty epic, man. It was it was. Dare a lot I of fun. say? Dare I say that the Rally Goose made an appearance before that whole thing? And it got them going. The Rally Goose. Did yeah. you see what they played on the big screen? They played a whole video about the Rally Goose. Yeah, I know. Bottom of the seventh Tony's inning. Tony's not happy with this Yeah, rally I'm not goose. having too Blake much Snell of that. Blake Snell ran around the field with a Rally Goose. Yes, he did. He did. And, uh, he and did. Jorge Alfaro placed the Rally Goose on second base at the end of the celebration <laughs> on the field. I didn't I, know that. I, I, I think the Rally Goose will probably make a whole bunch more appearances, whether we like it or not, in the National League Championship Series. But uh, it, it was something. And uh, the fans, you should be proud of yourself. I know you're proud of the ball club, but you fans have, have uh, waited a long time for this you deserve it you long earned time. it and uh I, I tell you i don't think there was a dry in the house as the padres celebrated or there wasn't a dry body in the house because everybody was soaking wet but uh it was a thrill to be there and uh not only do i think it was one of the greatest you know weekends in san diego sports history but it's got to be right up there in one of the great weekends in the history of the city itself i i I was talking to mark grant after the game down in the clubhouse and i was saying what beats this 
the dedication of the Coronado Bridge. I mean, what else, what other things have we had to celebrate like this in San Diego? And I, you know, I've said this so many times that people say, well, you know, you want a new stadium. And, it, well, only so many people take part and go to baseball games and go to athletic events. And not everybody's a sports fan. I'm sorry. There is nothing, absolutely nothing that can bring a city together like uh, your team. And what the Padres have done is they brought everybody in the city together. I, I, I was driving today. People are letting you in in traffic now. People are, you know, <laughs> people are giving you the right of way. Old ladies are crossing the street and people are helping them. You know, I, the whole city has gotten a huge lift from this. And it, it's going to continue to be a lift. It, it, it's just an amazing feeling right now to have. Even if you're not a hardcore Padre fan, you're caught up in this right now, Tony. It's and that's what's have cool. this conversation when you're able to host a playoff game yeah any yeah, at, at too, any level yeah. at any level we haven't been able to do that and so that conversation that you're having where you, you run into the person well you know not everybody's a sport you start you can have that conversation a lot more when you're following a team that hasn't had a ton of success once you start to get to this level consistently that conversation for the other side becomes a tougher conversation to have yeah moving forward and and listen the, the other thing i will say is this uh as legit as this has been um regardless of what happens when the padres come back from philly i i all often think back to the padres in 84 i only saw video of this i wasn't th- I, I mean i don't think i was there i might have been there but um they come back from chicago 2-0 and like the entire quad well, Jack Murphy Stadium parking lot, and you know how big that bad boy was, was like full of people. That's what I would expect when the Padres come back from Philly. I can tell you right now, I have uh, more people ask me in this in this last like three days where they can go to celebrate the Padres players, and I, I just said. Petco is really all I can tell you, but keep a lookout for something else because I'm sure that the Padres are going to have an announcement. By the way, speaking of Padres celebrating in the community, Will Myers going around to bars after the game on Saturday night, <laughs> buying the entire place beers and shots and thanking friend. Him and his wife did that at several bars downtown, and I think that is amazing. Yeah, Padre players have definitely been caught up in the fervor, and uh, it's going to be something here this next week. Game one of the National League Championship Series is tomorrow night. It is the Padres and the Philadelphia Phillies that will go and fight it out for a berth in the World Series. Thank you. I know I got it right this time. NLCS, baby. It doesn't even feel real, does it? It, it, Well, there aren't too many people out there who believe it's real. I mean, after all, you've got the number five seed and the number six seed. The only way the Padres could have hoped Hosted game one of the NLCS was if they, they made it and the Phillies made it, but it worked out that way, and the series will start in San Diego. Game one on Tuesday night. Game two is Wednesday afternoon. I, I would expect it's going to be an off day for everybody in San Diego County on Wednesday <laughs> I'm sick, afternoon. Chris, I can't come in. You don't even have to say you're sick. Just oh, say okay. you're going to go to the game. Uh, okay. <laughs> I think most people are going to understand. So uh, it is upon us, the NLCS. We have so much to cover today. We're going to hear 
hear from Bob Melvin and Hugh Darvish, who started in Game 1, and Manny Machado, all of their pregame press conferences this afternoon at Petco Park. Tony Gwynn Jr., again, as he was after they clinched a playoff spot and as he was after they beat the Mets, was in the Padre clubhouse the other night, and he got all kinds of postgame interviews and reaction, and we will play you a lot of that to give you some of the feeling of what it was like down in the Padre clubhouse Saturday night. I worked my way in there as well, Tony. I did not have a, uh, I did not have an actual credential to go into the clubhouse. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that on the radio. Well, I'm saying it anyway. <laughs> I, I don't think the Padres would mind. I, I, I didn't sneak in. I, I was able. To, Sounds like you did. If you I didn't was, have a clearance, I was able to borrow somebody else's clubhouse credential and work my way in. <laughs> well, get out of here. Every, nobody's, nobody's worried about that right now. But you know, uh, we do have a, quite a few uh, folks in this organization that listen to the show. I yes, I know. Well, I apologize. <laughs> I probably shouldn't have done that, but I wanted to go in. I wanted to. I wanted to hug my buddy Tony Gwynn Jr. and congratulate everybody that I could. And uh, you know, I saw AJ Preller down there and shook his hand. And you know, he's already looking to the next series, Tony. I could tell he already had his game face on for the Phillies. He did. But, he uh, did. I ran into him as well. He definitely had his game face he did, on. Yeah. He was, he was not. He was not going to enjoy it. I feel much. like he enjoyed the clinch better than he enjoyed this one yesterday. Yeah, he knows there's a lot the of work to do. The further you go, the more pressure builds. Yeah, absolutely. That's what's fantastic about all this. All right, we'll take our first break of the day. We're on till 4.30 today ahead of Monday Night Football. It'll be the Chargers and the Broncos later on on 97.3 The Fan. But for now, it is celebrating a wonderful weekend in San Diego with Gwen and Chris on 97.3 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 